This video will give you three tips to navigating long-term care in Ontario, Canada. My name is Stephen Dobos and I'm an abundant scientist and coach. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Karen Cummings, one of the authors of a book which helps families navigate the long-term care maze here in Ontario, Canada. Karen, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for taking the time and uh, helping others sharing your experience going through this process. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for inviting me into the conversation. My pleasure. So, Karen, I want to get right to the point, and I hope that's okay with you. There's been so much attention in the long-term care world since the pandemic began. What made you decide to write a book about navigating the system? Well, Stephen, interestingly, we actually wrote this book before the pandemic began. It was actually published a couple of months before uh, everything started. And the reason that we did this is that we, my sister and I, uh, had been guiding our mother, uh, 98-year-old Verna, coming through the long-term care system. And we ran into so many issues. It was so challenging, so frustrating. We felt like we were pulling our hair out every day. And we knew that we had to do something in order to help other families um, you know, find their way through this maze and to ensure that they wouldn't struggle the way that our family had. Wow, 98-year-old mother, holy cow, Yes, That's what I'm going to say. That's an amazing <laughs> life. So what were, you know, were you surprised or what were you surprised about um, over this experience, over this experiment that you were kind of going through? It was an experiment. That's a wonderful way to put it. Uh, we were surprised about everything. We were shocked at the, um, the staffing levels inside the long-term care home where our mother was. And she was in a really great place. It was run by the municipality, uh, you know, lovely people working there, but they were so short-staffed. There were so few PSWs and the PSWs were so poorly paid. We could not believe that this is the way the system is set up. I'd say those are the things that surprised us the most. Wow, so that uh, there, although there seems to be a lot of structure, a lot of buildings, I guess, around the long-term care, and there's a lot of talk about that, it's what's on the inside actually, which is a big surprise. There's a lot of bureaucracy, but unfortunately, um, I think the politicians need to start paying more attention to the people on the inside of the buildings. I got that. So what is the number one thing about the system that you think we, as people who haven't gone through this process, just don't understand about it? I would say the number one thing that most people don't understand is that once you get to the point where you're actually guiding a, a mom, a dad, a grandparent um, through the system, it's too late for you to realize that there is no help for you. There is no colorful brochure that someone hands you when you start this, this adventure. There is no one taking you under their wing to guide you through the experience. We were stunned that this was reality. There was no help. You literally had to be uh, your own advocate uh, and, and to do all the research yourself and find your own way through the maze on your own. And we still look at let that and we shake our heads in disbelief. So when you're saying um, you really have to kind of prepare ahead of time to go through this, I know for myself that there's a bit of a resist resistance to doing that because it's if I actually... Um, if I actually commit to getting that information, you know, maybe I'm giving up on my parent. 
And you know what? That's human nature, Stephen. I mean, nobody wants to confront more, their own mortality or their parents' mortality or their grandparents' mortality. We can understand the hesitation, but we also understand the pain of not doing your homework. And my sister and I were poster children or poster women um, for, for not doing your homework. We did everything wrong and we have no uh, qualms about admitting that. Um, we were not good caregivers in the sense that we hadn't done our research beforehand. We didn't know what to do. It was so frustrating. And what was that one thing that was keeping you or or more than one thing perhaps that was keeping you from actually doing your homework what were you afraid of i think we were uh, well in our case we were just so convinced that our mother was going to live out the rest of her days in her lovely little assisted living facility she had a beautiful little suite there she had friends there uh, she loved the staff there we just assumed that she was going to live out her days in that beautiful spot and nothing um, nothing prepared us for the eventuality that guess what you might wake up one morning and realize that it's too late that uh, your, your, your loved one can no longer live in that place and you have to start investigating long-term care. It's, um, it's a rude awakening when that happens, but that's what happened in our case. It reminds me of what uh, Chris Hatfield said in several of his uh, seminars. He says, uh, prepare for the worst and then you'll know exactly what needs to be done and you won't be caught off guard. That's a wonderful way of putting it. Uh, we like to say, be proactive and prepared. Uh, it's even on the front cover of our book. Uh, but so many people uh, are not proactive and, and you know, we understand why. It's, it's a hard thing to face. Um, you know, the fact that your parents or your grandparents or another loved one isn't going to be here forever. But um, at the end of the day, if you, do, if you don't take that stance, if you're not proactive and prepared, it's, it's not a pretty sight. It's not an easy situation to uh, find your way through. So, uh, you know, so much better to uh, confront those feelings and to actually just, you know, get dug in and, and start doing the research and the homework. So what are the three tips that you have for anyone um, who's going to be guiding an elderly parent or grandparent into the long-term care program or system? These tips helped us so much. And, and you know, you were saying that this was an experiment that we were conducting. We had to find this out for ourselves. You know, no one was helping us. We, we just had to live it and, uh, you know, look back in retrospect and say, well, here are some lessons. I would say number one lesson is this. If, if uh, I could encourage the people who are watching to do one thing after this video is over, it would be to go out and buy a spiral bound notebook and put it in a kitchen drawer. I hope that they never have to use it, but if the day comes when a loved one has to go into long-term care, take that book out of the drawer, get a pen, and immediately start writing down everything, every detail, every conversation you have with every doctor, nurse, physiotherapist, occupational therapist, uh, pharmacist, write it all down. Why? because we all believe that we have these marvelous memories until our memories are put to the test. And we might have had a conversation on the phone yesterday with someone um, at the local health integration network that was uh, you know, about some really important stuff. And we forgot to write down the details of it. And the very next day, 
someone could ask you, you know, what happened? What, what, what was said during that convo? And you might just draw a blank and not have any memory of it. And it, trust me, it happens. Um, so record, document everything. That is the number one tip that we could uh, certainly pass along. Um, in, in conjunction with that, do your homework. Start preparing today because the number one thing you're going to be asked for when it's time to um, guide a loved one into long-term care is what are your top picks for locations of long-term care facilities? Well, guess what? It's up to you to arrange tours of those places to go on the tours. And during pandemic times, if they're offering tours, it's obviously virtual now. And then make your decision on your top, let's say your top five or 10 places based on those tours. And I can tell you this, it's not a five minute job. I mean, that takes a long time to get done, to sit down and, and have a conversation with your family and to try and come up with, uh, you know, to rank your, your places um, from one to 10. That is not an easy job. And the, the faster you come to the realization that you have to start now, the better. And I would say, um, uh, thirdly, ask, sorry, learn how to ask good questions. Mm. There's no getting around it. You must advocate on, on behalf of your loved one. And that means that you're going to have to ask questions of people who aren't necessarily used to answering questions. Let's face it, mm. doctors, nurses, um, therapists, people who are so busy, they're so focused on doing their work that um, you know it's not on their priority list to give you a call, to give you an update on what happened today. So you must learn to ask good questions. I would say those are the top three tips that I could give anyone who is about to enter the long-term care um, scenario with a loved one. So get a notebook, start now, ask good questions. Absolutely. That's excellent. So this book is really focused on Ontario, Canada. How does it uh, translate into the other provinces? Well, um, a big part of this book is um, about teaching people to find the information that they need online. There are resources online, but unfortunately, in many cases, they're buried under layers of red tape on government websites. And most of us would have no prayer of finding this information unless someone walked us through it. So we really felt that it was our role to do that, to um, put the links out there, to explain what this page is all about and what that document might be able to do to help you. Um, so um, certainly that is uh, absolutely something that um, uh, in Ontario we talk about, but there are also things that are universal. Um, for example, I mean, it sounds like a small example, but um, this could apply to anybody in any province across Canada. Um, you need to prepare your loved one for the fact that when they are uh, in the dining room for their breakfast, their lunch or their dinner, chances are the people at the table may not be able to talk. And that's a very different situation from what they may be coming from. They may be coming from their own home where maybe you know that wasn't an issue at all. They may be coming from an assisted living facility where they went to, uh, to dinner and lunch, breakfast every day and had great conversations with people at the table who were their friends. 
when you come to long-term care, it's a big kind of a slap in the face. Your reality just sort of, um, it's like being, being running into a brick wall. You suddenly realize um, that, wow, you know, a lot of these people, they're not verbal, they're not mobile, they might not be able to talk. And it's a great thing to be able to prepare your loved one for the fact that this is the way it might be here. And, um, you know, as I say, it might sound like a small thing, but in, in reality, it's kind of a big thing. And it's something that, um, you know, people in any province might run into. That's just well, one example. Well, not being able to communicate with the people that you're at the table with, I think, is a pretty big thing. Exactly. Um, even if it just takes up a small part of your day, it's right. that uh, connection that's missing. And if the connection is missing, then we feel alone. We can feel... Um, uh, overwhelmed, unwanted, and these are things which, well, emotionally can uh, drain us and uh, cause a lot of pain. Yes, absolutely. You're right. So, so I get that. What are the three key messages uh, that you would like to leave people with who are planning, thinking of, or already in this process of of helping, guiding a parent uh, or loved one to into long-term care? Number one, you are not alone. There were so many times where my sister and I felt utterly and completely alone in this process, trying to figure out a system that we did not understand. So we really wanted people to, to um, take home that message, you are not alone. You're not the first person to go through this. There are people who have had the experience, who are there if, for you to reach out to. Um, I mean, take us as an example. We're happy for people to email us if they're having issues or they have questions or they want help, um, certainly. So you are not alone. Uh, number two, please be proactive and prepared. The, nobody teaches you this in school. And in, in our view, there's no more important life task that you are ever going to have to do than to guide your loved one into the final days of their life. And that really, you know, it deserves your time and your attention. You need to be proactive and you need to be prepared. So start doing your homework now. And um, uh, finally, I'm just checking my notes here. I'm trying to remember the third one. Oh, this one isn't hard to remember at all. Please don't make the mistakes that we did. <laughs> we messed up so many times because we hadn't done our homework. We had no idea how the system worked. We didn't even know what the letters L-H-I-N stood for. And in Ontario, that stands for Local Health Integration Network. And that is the bureaucratic system that runs the long-term care system. We didn't know what those letters stood for. I mean, we were just so, um, we were just sort of, you know, flying blind, okay. I guess is the best way to put it. So we, we ask you not to make the same mistakes that we did. And everything that is in this book is designed to help you navigate the system in a much more smooth way than we ever did. Excellent. So can you show us your book and tell Absolutely. us a little bit about where we can get that and sure. uh, how can people can reach out to you. Yeah, that looks it's good. The Indispensable Survival Guide to Ontario's Long-Term Care System, Practical Tips to Help You and Your Family. And you'll notice the words at the top, proactive and prepared. And it was written by myself and my sister, Patricia Milne. It's available 
uh, online uh, on uh, amazon.ca, also on chapters.indigo.ca. It's also available on store shelves in some of the Chapters Indigo stores in Southern Ontario. So you can go in if you're, if you're able to shop and ask for the, the book, they'll be able to find it for you. And uh, also it's available in bulk. If anybody out there is interested in buying uh, bulk copies for church groups or seniors groups or clients or anything like that, they can certainly contact me directly. And you can find me uh, at Karen L. Cumming at gmail.com. Excellent. Karen, thank you so much for that. It's uh, excellent advice, information, and the chance for people to really move forward in that space and take on this uh, difficult time and be prepared. Stephen, thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me to be part of uh, this conversation. Uh, it's so important and uh, I'm really grateful to you. Excellent. I'm very pleased that you spoke and you shared that information. Thank you very much and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. If you would like to watch more videos like this, then please subscribe to my channel below. Once again, my name is Stephen Dobos and you can download a free centering exercise. The information is in the description box below.